Devin Levi going right back in. He is going to start against the Florida Panthers on Tuesday night in the heat of this East playoff race. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As I realize now that my nap alarms were still on, so let me turn those off for you real quick. Welcome into the show. Uh, Sneaky Joe DiBiase at Sneaky Joe Sports to follow me on Twitter. Uh, always looking to get involved and get uh, fan engagement on the show. So at Locked On Sabres, if you're looking to get in touch with us on Twitter for the show. And also, of course, on our YouTube channel, just search Locked On Sabres and you can hit us up there. It is Masters Week, of course, so that's why I got my Masters-themed Buffalo hat on. And it is also a week that is going to be warm out and it's going to be shorts weather and we're going to be caring about saber games and that is awesome i tweeted about this way back when about i can't wait for meaningful games in shorts again uh going down to the arena i saw somebody tweet a picture out of saber fans and probably 99 going to the, the then Marine Midland Arena, wearing shorts, sun is out, pre-gaming uh, for a Sabres home game. And I'm watch, looking at that picture, like, oh, that looks amazing. That looks absolutely amazing. I don't think we're going to get that, actually, because Sabres have a couple of road games this week, Tuesday in Florida and then Thursday in Detroit. Saturday, they are home to play Carolina for a 1230 game, but the high that day is 49 degrees. So I don't – maybe I'll force it. Maybe I'll wear shorts in 49-degree weather. Um We've got a lot to get to, though, on today's show. We're not going to do a full deep dive of the Panthers-Saber matchup. We'll do a little bit on it, including what the Sabres lineup. We have big lineup news about the Sabres. Um, in terms of the actual matchup and any betting uh, stuff that I've got, sneaky good bets that'll come on tomorrow's show. Um, but we do have some some updates on both the Sabres goalie situation, the Panther goalie situation, and... Tage Thompson. So all that ahead. And then we will take a look at the hunt going into this week. Who do the Penguins have? Who do the Islanders have? Who, where, are the, where are the standings looking? Uh, I got all that for you ahead. And I've got a pretty easy way of looking at the next six games and imagining the Sabres getting in. So all that is ahead. We will start, though, today with the big news that Devin Levi is going to start. Uh, not official. But I'm, I'm running with it. I'm saying Devin Levi is going to start. He was in the starter's crease throughout Monday's practice, which usually implies that that guy is going to be in net. It almost always is. And it was Eric Comrie and Ukapekalukan and splitting the other net. Craig Anderson still not back at practice. He has been day-to-day for a little bit here. Now, Levi starting against Florida, that's that's something, right? I mean, this is, with where the standings are, and we'll get to it later on, but the Sabres are four points back of the of the Panthers, still alive. It's their biggest game in 10 years, 11 years. Like, it is the biggest Sabre game in over a decade. It's the final two weeks of the season, and they are still alive, and they are playing a team that is right above them, one spot above them. And they're going to be starting a kid who's played one NHL game. And that might sound crazy. Right? Like 
Devin Levi's played one game. And yeah, it was great, but one game. And you're going to start him in the biggest game in a decade? And my response to that would be, hell yeah, you are. Because I completely agree with this decision that we think Don Granado is going to end up making. Levi, for how fantastic he was on Friday night, and then, you know, even Ukapekalukan playing really strong and getting a good win against the Philadelphia Flyers on Saturday night, and he stopped, what was it, 39 to 42? Played great. Um, I would go to Levi. The reason I would go to Levi and not Lukanen or Comrie is I'm just shooting for the unknown. I'm shooting from the hip, hoping that this guy gets hot down the stretch. Because here's the thing about the other goalies. Anderson's not available. And if you're the Sabres and you're Don Granado, you know you can't trust Eric Comrie over a seven-game stretch to get hot. You know and at this moment in time, at age 23, you cannot trust Ukapeka Lukanen to stay hot over seven games. And let's be real. The Sabres, to go on the stretch they need to go on, they probably need a goalie to get hot. And Comrie just has bad games too often mixed in there. Even when he has a couple nice ones, boom, there's the 10-goal one. And I don't want to, you know, completely lay that at his feet, but he did allow 10 in a game. And then Lukanen in the next game gave up seven. Both of those guys, at least every third game, if not every other game, have a really bad start. And that type of inconsistency is not going to get the Sabres to the playoffs. Now, I'm not telling you I know Devin Levi is not going to have a game like that. That Devin Levi, if he plays five of the remaining seven, that he's not going to have a game or two like that. I don't know. He's played one game. And that is way too small a sample, of course, to judge what he'll be even over a two-week span. But I know Lucan and Comrie can't do it, right? I know they can't do it. We've seen it. They've had their chance. They've had a whole season to prove they should be starting these games. And the only reason they would even be in consideration to start these games is because they're the only guys on the team and the Sabres didn't make a move at the deadline. It's the only only reason Lukanen and Comrie would even be in consideration to play games this meaningful. Levi, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he could get hot. And I have more confidence exploring that unknown of what Levi would look like playing five of the seven games than I would Comrie and Lukanen splitting it or one of the two that he's riding with them. Lukanen would be the guy. I guess my preference would be Lukanen if they were going to play one of those two. But here's where I'm at. And I, I, this is not something I think is actually going to happen with Don Granado. I would guess Comrie and Lukanen both see the net again, and they will stick with this three-man rotation they have if Anderson doesn't get back. If Anderson comes back, then that might complicate Granado's rotation. But here's what I would do. And this, again, is a big if. I don't know. Anderson's injury situation other than he's day-to-day and he's not a practice in a perfect world in a perfect world where you told me I went to the trainer and asked all right when do you think Craig's going to be ready and that trainer told me I think if you gave him a week he could get back if I were Don Granado I would set a plan in motion that would be this all right if I can get Anderson back in seven days today is we're this day recording April 3rd if I can get Anderson back in seven days I've got a game against the Rangers that day, next Monday. And I've got three games up until then. I've got Florida on Tuesday night. I've got Detroit on Thursday night. And I've got Carolina on Saturday night. 
If I'm Don Granado, what I'm shooting for is to go Levi, 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 to lead me into Craig Anderson returning. That is where I would be shooting. That's what I'd be shooting for. Now, you might have to alter that plan if Levi plays a game, two games, three games, what he looks like against Florida. If he gives up a seven-burger against the Panthers, then, of course, you change your plan, and maybe you throw Lucan in there. At that point, the season's probably over anyway because of how much the Panther season means. But if Levi you know, falls on his face against the Panthers or against the Red Wings, maybe beats the Panthers and doesn't look good against the Red Wings and they want to pivot to Comrie or Lukanen against Carolina. That's something they would, of course, take um, take by ear. But if in my perfect world, Levi would play well enough to earn all three of those games. And they're all spaced out. It goes every other day. They play the Panthers on the fourth. They play the Red Wings on the sixth. And they play the Hurricanes on the eighth. If everything went well with him in goal, I would go Levi, Levi, Levi. And then Anderson returns from injury, ideally if he could. And he starts against the New York Rangers next Monday night. Because here's the thing about the final five days of the season. The Sabres can be busy. They have four games in the final five days of the year. They go Rangers, Devils, Monday, Tuesday, off Wednesday of next week. Then they go Senators, Blue Jackets, Thursday, Friday. It, mostly that's because of the, the storm reschedules from the winter. Um, so you can't play one guy three or four of those games, I don't think. So to me, that's a way to get Levi seven, or excuse me, five of the remaining seven games. Anderson hopefully could be back within a week. He's the guy you would trust more than Comrie and Lukanen. He has earned that. He has been far better statistically all season than those two have. and. You would be asking him to play two games and three nights. And that might be a lot for him. Um, but, man, it would be like, Craig, hey, you're 41. This is it. This is it, buddy. Can you do it? Can you give us two strong games and three nights and then ride off into the sunset? That's your career. Uh, I guess he could play in the playoffs if they were to somehow get in. That's That's where my mindset would be. Levi, Levi, Levi. Anderson, Levi, Anderson, Levi. You go back and forth between Anderson and Levi for those four games and five nights at the end. And yes, in my in my plan, you don't play Lukanen or Comrie again. But I think the best outcome this season could have does not involve those two. Levi is your great unknown, and Anderson's been your your best goaltender all season. So that's where I'd be. Let's take a time out here. Some lineup stuff about Florida. Uh, and the Sabres uh, going into Tuesday night's game before we uh, tomorrow we'll preview the game in full. Um, and then, of course, we'll update you on the standings and look at what the other teams ahead of the Sabres are doing this week. That's ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. And we are presented by. Let me get the right sponsor here. Athletic Greens. AG1. I love AG1. I start my morning with it every morning. Uh, AG1 is the right supplement for me. It's the right supplement for you to start your day right. Uh, You're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients. It helps support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging, 
all the things. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you're eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, as it contains less than one gram of sugar. There's no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting great. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Also, Athletic Greens, a climate-neutral certified company. In 2020, AG purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old-growth uh, rainforest and for every purchase they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need including no kid hungry here in the united states in 2020 ag donated over 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020 right now it's time to reclaim your health arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and, for on-the-go, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do, visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back, Locked On Sabres podcast. The Sabres have a huge game, their biggest game in 10 years against the Florida Panthers on Tuesday night at sunrise. I think my uncle and cousin are actually going to the game. They're going to be in Florida. They were looking up tickets and like, oh, tickets for 20 bucks. I can get in for that. Um, so hopefully there'll be some Sabre fans in the crowd there. I know there were a lot last time the Sabres played in Florida. Now, a couple of lineup notes for Tuesday's game uh, here on Monday. We already know about. One, Sergei Bobrovsky looks really unlikely to play in this game. He is, he's had an illness he's been dealing with, uh, got sick last week. He missed three games. Alex Leon, the backup goaltender, started all three of those games. And Bobrovsky is still not well. So it sounds like if you read George Richards, who covers the Panthers down in Florida, um, Florida Hockey Now, he writes that he does not think Bobrovsky is going to play on Tuesday night. So that would mean Alex Leon again. Now, Leon actually won all three of his decisions last week. But on the season as a whole, we're not talking about a, a good goaltender. This is actually their third string goaltender. But Spencer Knight has been away with uh, with his, um, you know, the what do I call it, the rehab program. I'm not sure it's the right name for it. Uh, so apologies if it if it's not. But Spencer Knight is away from the team. Bobrovsky is sick. Alex Leon, third string goaltender, eight ninety six save percentage on the season, not good uh, whatsoever. And he will be between the pipes, assuming Bobrovsky does miss. So that's good for the Sabers. Another backup goaltender. Now. Another good thing for the Sabres. Tage Thompson appears to be back. He was practicing with the team on Monday morning. No, uh, no, uh, full Jersey, you know, all contact and whatnot. And he was taking line rushes. He was skating between Jeff Skinner and Alex Tuck. Now the question of course would be with him dealing with an upper body injury, how much can Tage give them? Can he give them what he was doing at the beginning of the season? Probably not. Not a guy that could just take over the game beginning to end. He has not really looked like that in a little bit. But we are still talking about a productive player that is helpful. He has he had two goals in his last three games even, right? Like, he doesn't look quite the same as dominant, but two goals in three games. He's, he's able to contribute uh, even though he has not been himself. Now, Thompson being back in, if that indeed is the case, which it appears it will be, it's the healthiest the Sabres have really been in a long time. I don't even know when the last time they've been this healthy. Anderson is missing. And otherwise, like Matias Samuelson is back now. Looks like Tage Thompson is back now, and he's dealing with bumps and bruises. But it means either Tyson Jost or Victor Olofsson are going to exit the lineup. They were splitting time on their line with Casey Middlestat um, on the third line and Jordan Greenway at practice. I would guess Olofsson's out. 
Total guess, I would guess Olsen's out, Jost is in. I think that's the right decision, by the way. I think that line is better with Jost on it. I would sit Olsen if I were Don Granado, and I think he is going to end up sitting uh, Victor Olsen. But we will see on Wednesday who actually will sit. Uh, by the way, quickly on Casey Middlestat, uh, quick shout-out. He had three assists in the Philadelphia game, uh, helped Alex Tuck get to his hat trick, and Middlestat actually did a pretty good job filling in for Tage Thompson. I wanted Peyton Krebs on that line, but Middlestat did a good job. Uh, he was not great in the second game against the Rangers, I didn't think, but seven assists in three games, filling in for Tage Thompson. Again, helped Alex Tuck get his hat trick. He is now at 49 points on the season. Middle stats having a nice year. Uh, I'm not sure he's quite a core piece of this team yet, but he's certainly not somebody I would need to rush off and uh, trade away. Now, if you want to trade him, that's the sexy idea too, right? Like you get a defenseman back for him. Maybe get a goaltender back for him. 49 points, 10 goals, 39 assists. He's going to get to 50. Um, good job by middle set. I thought filling in as the number one center, not incredible, but you know, he shouldn't, he should never be asked to be the number one center in the first place. So a serviceable job, I think to say the least. All right. One more time out. When we come back, the hunt, let's look at it. I've got a, a, a record. I think the Sabres can, can go on that will make the last night of the season. Um, Still meaningful. Uh, and also what the Penguins are doing this week, what the what's coming up next for the Islanders and the Panthers uh, as well. All ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because you like in sports confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Sneaky Joe DiBiase, one last segment here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Uh, we'll answer some questions, some mailbag questions on our YouTube channel and uh, Lockdown, at Lockdown Sabres. So keep those coming in, uh, and we will read those on Tuesday morning show. Um, the Hunt, an updated look at The Hunt. So I'm going to put it up for all our, our YouTube subscribers. Um, if you look at the standings at this moment, the Sabres are – Five points back of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they do have two games in hand. They really have games in hand on everybody. Two games in hand on Pittsburgh, two games in hand on Florida, three games in hand on the New York Islanders. So three games in hand on the Islanders, right? Like they win all three of those games. They're tied with the Islanders. They win their two games in hand on Florida, and they beat them head-to-head, and they're ahead of Florida. Pittsburgh, they'll need a little help. Two wins with the games in hand, and the Penguins um, would be one game ahead of them. Now, this is what you can look at. Uh, for the rest of the season that will have you thinking optimistically about the Sabres chances. If the Sabres in the next six games go four, one and one, not easy, hard, but not impossible, not having to set some crazy record to pull off. If the Sabres go four, one and one in their next six games, that would likely need to include a win against the Panthers. The Panthers could go three and two The Penguins could go three and two. And I don't even need to throw the Islanders into this. Just Sabres go four, one and one Panthers and Penguins both have a winning record at three and two. 
and the final night of the season, Sabres at Blue Jackets would be a win and end to make the playoffs. That's easy. That That's how easy it is. I mean, it's not easy because you have to win four of your next six and get a point in overtime. Um, that's hard. That is, you know, it's nine of a possible 12. But doable. Doable, I think, to say the least. So that's one way of looking at it to have you thinking optimistically. Go 4-1-1 one, and one in your next six games, and you probably are going to have a look at it on the final night of the season. And that, again, is not even including the Islanders, which there are plenty of scenarios where they uh, make it easier for the Sabres to make it too. If, you know, they have a hard schedule, the Islanders, and only four games remaining. Now, what's next? We have Sabres and Panthers head-to-head on Tuesday night. That's huge. Huge game because of the standings. Now, Pittsburgh is next in action tomorrow night as well. Tuesday night, they are at the New Jersey Devils. So a tough matchup for the Penguins. And the Devils are favored, minus 155, a pretty significant favorite in this game. So you're rooting for the Devils, and I think you could be pretty hopeful the Devils will pull that off. Um, Devils are a great team, a far better team than the Penguins are, and it's in their building. Next up for the Islanders, they don't play until Thursday. Islanders host the Lightning. Not an easy game for them either. That's their next game on Thursday night. Florida, after they play the Sabres on Tuesday, will then play Ottawa at home on Thursday night. And the Penguins will host the Minnesota Wild. So Thursday is going to be a big night. Sabres will be in action against the Red Wings. Florida has a not, not the easiest matchup in the world against Ottawa. Pittsburgh has got a fairly difficult matchup against a playoff team in Minnesota. In fact, Minnesota is going to win their division. It looks like in the central and then the Islanders have a matchup with a tough, with a tough lightning team. So there is a couple of different ways to look at this and think about it. Optimistically. I will just throw it out there. Even though I'm like, I'm I'm trying to think more positively about these final games. They do only have like a 5% chance to make the playoffs at some of these websites. It feels like more than five. But I'm I'm a numbers guy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna for the most part reside by the numbers. Um, but I it's for some reason it does feel more. It feels like it's more than five percent. We'll see what happens after if they beat the Panthers tomorrow. How high that might get. But anyways, we'll have more on Sabres and Panthers tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a mailbag segment. Uh, so send some questions in. We'd love to answer them on the show and talk about them here on the show. If they're takes too, you can just send a take in, and we'll we'll read that as well. But otherwise, we'll let you know officially about Thompson. Uh, the lineup news, you know, Jost versus Olafson. We'll see what happens there. We'll official word on Sergei Bobrovsky. I'll have sneaky good bets. And we'll look more at the matchup itself. The Sabres have had problems with the Panthers. So we'll get into that a little bit more on tomorrow's show. So thanks everybody for listening. Come back tomorrow for one of our biggest game previews. Actually, our biggest game preview of the season. After you're done here. Go make your next listen locked on game to game. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on locked on NHL available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.